0: Hello everyone, this is Jessica and Sadie, and today we are recapping Season 3, Episode 2 of The Amazing Race. The original air date was October 9th, 2002. So last week, we recapped the first episode of this season, and it was a pretty good episode, and we got to meet all the racers and get to know them a little bit. Um, This leg of the race kind of made it easier for me to recognize who is who and get to know the names. We go a lot of like back and forth, and during the traveling, they specify the team members and the team names a lot. Mm-hmm. And this is a good leg like, to kind of like know who it is. Familiarize. It's who. Yeah. You yeah. Get to know personalities, get to mm-hmm. n- figure out. Yeah. Some of them are hard to tell. The The same, like the girl, 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 girl teams and the boy, boy teams are always hard to. Um, know who's who for a minute and so yeah. And last episode we left off with the moms getting eliminated in leg one, which we were sad to see them go. And just kind of recap that Ken and Gerard the brothers did the fast forward and Drew and Derek tried to do it, but they didn't get the fast forward in time. and they were the second to last ones to check in. They thought they were going to be eliminated. Well, let's see. How they do this time. <laughs> well, this rest period that they did looks super fun. Yeah. It was like a really nice place. Got to do there wasn't a beach, but there was there was pools mm-hmm. and like a resort. Yeah. It looked really nice. It looked really fun. I could spend twelve hours there. Yeah. <laughs> Ken and Gerard were the first to depart at ten thirty six PM and the clue says to find the pyramid of the sun. So, they have to drive 133 miles to Teotihuacan. That's do pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> and climb 248 steps to the top of the pyramid to find the clue at the top. Yep. And they specify they have $360 for this leg of the race. It seems like a lot. Yeah. I'm like, I feel like that's the most they've ever had yeah. up till now. Well, the last leg of last season, they had $1. Yeah. <laughs> They do have a couple of modes of transportation on this leg. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's why they gave them yeah. so much. But they obviously well, have a reason for yeah. why they give the amount that they do. That would be a good question to ask, too. I'm compiling a list of like kind of behind-the-scenes questions mm-hmm. to ask if we ever have important guests on the show yeah. <laughs> that could give us some insight onto that. Yeah, we have lots of questions for them. <laughs> so, like we said, Ken and Gerard did the fast forward. The last leg, they left at 1036. The next team to depart was Flo and Zach. They didn't leave till 109. So, that fast forward gave them a pretty good lead mm-hmm. for that first leg. Like two and a half hours. Mm-hmm. And we have a lot of teams leaving uh, around right at the same time. So, we're just going to like list them off. So, like we said, Flo and Zach left at 109 a.m., Ariane and Aaron left at 111 and they decided to kind of join forces with Zach and Flo because they're supposed to drive like we said to that temple and they kind of figured they could help each other find it and then we have Michael and Kathy they left at 133 and John, Vito, and Jill left at 135 and they kind of decided the same thing too is to join up and try and find the place together. Heather and Eve leave at 2:16 a.m. And then we cut to Ken and Gerard arriving at the Pyramid, which doesn't open until 7 a.m. So they kind of have to wait for a minute, which gives the second half of the teams a little bit of a chance to catch up. Mm-hmm. Dennis and Andrew depart at 3.29 a.m. Terry and Ian at 3.33 a.m. And then we have like a little thing here. Yeah, Andra- Andre, what? Andre. <laughs> And Damon, leave at 4.09. So they originally checked in 7th? I think so. But they had a penalty from last leg. They I guess something that they did on the the donkey cart. They didn't follow the route. Yeah, they gave them a map, and they didn't follow the map. They just went their own way. And it gave them a 48-minute lead or something like that. Yeah, so the 48 minutes that they gained was part of their penalty and then 30 minutes of, like, the standard penalty time. So they had 78-minute penalty, which put them down to ninth place. Yeah, ninth place. Leaving at 4.09 a.m., Tramella and Talisha left at 4.28 a.m., and Drew and Derek left at 4.37 a.m. Also, Andre and Damon... Like slept in too. Oh yeah, <laughs> and they departed at four twelve, so I don't think it made that yeah. much of a difference. Three minutes. But so. <laughs> they kind of have like the voiceover. Oh, we slept in, you know, and it <laughs> seems like it's going to be a big deal, but they already have a pl- yeah. they already have a penalty and we slept in. Yeah, from Home Alone. Like we said, Derek and Drew were the second to last team last time, so they are the last team to leave, and they decide to look at the fast forward. And the fast forward says, make your way to the Museum of Anthropology in Mexico City and fly with the Voladores, which are, I don't know, stunt people or something. They climb up this really tall pole and are hooked on by ropes and they swing like around in a circle upside down. Yeah. And like the whatever they're hooked to like slowly goes down. Mm hmm. So I hate being, up, like, <laughs> upside down for a long time, so I would not like this. And high and yeah. going in a circle. I thought part I don't think would be too bad, but... But they decide to do it because they think that they won't really have a chance if they don't. Mm-hmm. And the fast forward is in Mexico City, so they have to do it, like, right away instead of all the other teams are, like, traveling. So how far was it? 133 miles to the next... So that's... Uh, what two three hour drive but i mean but they departed at 437 and i don't i don't think they knew that the temple opened at seven actually i think they did because they mentioned it it opens at seven there's no way we'll make it in time Mm -hmm. let's do the fast forward yeah so they did (laughs) and they did it pretty easily like you know didn't get lost they didn't even have to go upside down Mm -mm. they got to just be upright so Mm -hmm. that would have been fun I've actually seen, not in real life, but a video of real life. <laughs> some uh, friends went to Puerto Vallarta. And mm-hmm. there, were some be- there were some people doing that by the beach. Mm. That's cool. And she sent me a video. I was like, oh, that's pretty crazy. <laughs> so yeah. I guess they do it all over Mexico. Yeah. Well, we jump back to the people um, traveling to the temple. And Zach and Flo get everybody lost. Yeah. Zach is supposed to... He says they were driving for five hours. Yeah. How is that possible? Zach was supposed to be this expert navigator. (laughs) And so everybody was, like, gonna follow him. He literally had, like, a line of cars behind Mm -hmm. him. And he got everybody lost. (laughs) So it was, like, Zach and Flo, and then behind him was Aaron and Adrienne. Arian. Aaron and Ariane, Ariane, yeah. And Michael and Kathy and... John, John Beto and Jill, Jill, I think. He got all of them lost. Mm-hmm. Because other Heather and Eve left after all of them, and they got there first. Mm-hmm. Andre and Damon decide to stop at a hotel to ask for directions, and while they're there, they just find some guy to ride with them yeah. in their car. He's like, I live here. I, I'll take you. I'll go with you. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was lucky. Yeah, <laughs> and he was really helpful. Yeah, because so. they got there way before other people did too, so mm-hmm. that pyramid was huge. Yeah, I actually wanted to look up some information about that specifically. So, this pyramid of the sun at Teotihuacan, there's also a pyramid of the moon. So, this like archaeological site is known today as the site of the most architecturally significant Mesoamerican pyramids built in the pre-columbian americas and it used to be the city that these were around used to be the largest city in the americas and considered as the first advanced civilization on the north american continent i actually was going to live in the city do you remember that when i was going to go to mexico for six months and teach english with that language program kind of so right after i think it was like my first year of college there, there's like a local company that you sign up and you go to different countries and teach English to like the school-aged children and you live with like a host family in their house for like four or five or six months and just teach English and I was super excited about this and I, like, had everything, like, I paid my deposit, I had my passport, and, like, my application, and I was, like, ready to go. And then I don't even really know what happened. Like, just our parents didn't feel great about it, and I didn't feel great about it either. And Hmm. so I just ended up not going, and I was really sad. Hmm. But that would have been, like, a cool place to Mm -hmm. go and live and explore for a little while and... I would love to go someday, but mm-hmm. I was only 18 at that time. So I guess sending mm. your 18-year-old daughter away for six months in Mexico, they were like, "You don't know about this. <laughs> yeah, that would be cool, but it would be really scary. Yeah. So the temple opens up at 7, and its it looks really, like, grueling to climb up that. Yeah. <laughs> (laughs) John Vito and Jill get there first, and the route info says to travel to San Marino Marina in Cancun by bus, which is over a 1,000 miles. (laughs) Why didn't they just let them fly? Seriously. That's a long way. That's crazy. We find out when they get to the bus station that it's a 24-hour ride Mm -hmm. on a bus. That was similar to like when they were in Brazil, to the... Iguazu Falls. Yeah. So they like those long bus rides. Mm-hmm. Terry and Ian and Dennis and Andrew, they teamed up to try and find the location together as well, but they got lost. So Andre and Damon, they passed them up. Because they had that guy. Because they, they had that him, guy. Yeah. And they were like super happy about it. And when they crossed paths, like Andre and Damon are coming down the temple and those other four are going up and they're like good luck guys you know and like nobody says anything back to them they're like that was rude but we beat them we beat two teams oh my gosh like so happy well they kept saying they had two hours on us and we beat them but that's not true because they only left 45 minutes after them Mm. yeah so well the teams are now showing up to the bus station to get on their 24 hour bus ride and they're all showing up kind of like at 9:45, 9:50, and there's a bus that leaves at 10 a.m and the next bus doesn't leave until 1 30 p.m so that's three, and a, half three hours. and a half hours later so it's very advantageous to get on that first bus and most of them do but andre and damon in this like little first group of teams andre and damon just miss it mm-hmm. By, like, a couple minutes. Another thing is the clue doesn't say the first bus leaves at 10 and the second bus leaves at one thirty. They don't really know what time mm-hmm. the buses are leaving. Yeah. They're just showing up and getting tickets and realizing, like, oh, that's in five minutes. We have to hurry, run, run, run. Mm-hmm. And then Andre and Damon are, like, just two minutes late and they miss it. Yeah. So but there are still other teams yeah. that have not made it to the bus station yet, including... The twins who did the fast forward, they will be on the second bus, Mm -hmm. which is three and a half hours behind. So I was thinking at this point, like, is the fast forward even going to help them get first place? I know. I honestly thought, well, and Ian thought so too. He was like, oh yeah, you'll probably be in the top five. He's like, yeah, you'll be fourth or fifth maybe. And they're (laughs) like, well, (laughs) we want to be first. (laughs) That's the point of this. So breaking down, the first bus, 10 o'clock has... The brothers. Which brothers? I was going to say the brother. <laughs> the non twin brothers. Yeah. The Gerard and, <laughs> and Ken. Ken. And then Zach and Flo, Aaron and Ariane, John, Vito and Jill, Heather and Eve, and Michael and Kathy. And then bus two has Derek and Drew, Andre and Damon, Ian and Terry, Tramel and Talisha, and Dennis and Andrew. Okay. So from now on, we kind of have two groups. Mm hmm. And in the middle of the night, throughout that 24-hour bus ride, the second bus gets in a crash. This scene made me laugh so hard. It's like, they're all sleeping, and then all of a sudden, like, the sound of a car screeching, mm-hmm. and then, like, this mysterious image of a car being- yeah, hazy. Yeah. It looks like something from, like, a soap like, opera or something. Yeah. So dramatic. Yeah. <laughs> The, a car, like, crashed into the bus. Mm-hmm. And they like, had to s- side-swiped it. Switch buses. And, it like, the car crashed into the door, so they had to, like, pull off the window mm-hmm. of the door and they had to jump <laughs> out the window. <laughs> and they had to switch buses, which was, like, a 20 to 30-minute delay. Yeah. So it's a very exciting night. <laughs> yeah. That would be scary to just be sleeping and then all of a sudden... Yeah. ...be hit by a car. But Did you see that video of that boy that stopped the bus like the bus driver had a seizure or passed out while driving or something and the little boy just like yeah went up and like pulled the brake and got the bus didn't they say he was like a fifth grader or something yeah he was like nine or maybe 11 i can't remember but yeah he was crazy and like all the kids are screaming in the background and he's like all calm he stops a bus and he's like call 911 yeah i know it was pretty cool (laughs) brave kid Mm -hmm. i would have been like I don't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, our teams from bus one are now arriving in Cancun, and Ariane changes into her swimming suit in the taxi. Yeah, she was saying, uh, I'm assuming that we're going to have to use our swimming suits, so we're going to change now so we don't waste time when we get there to change and she just just, like like, strips down yeah you couldn't have used the 24 hours on the bus to change your clothes it looks like everybody else did so yeah that's what i was gonna say like everybody shows up at the marina at the same time and they're all in their swimsuits too yeah so did they do the same thing or she just but they focused on they focused on that for quite a while (laughs) yeah they did and erin's just sitting next to her acting like this is just like something she does all the time just another day Mm -hmm. um at the marina they get a detour that says manpower or horsepower so what they have to do is find two clues in the water or there's two clues in the water um in each detour i don't know i'm trying to say (laughs) in each detour there's two clues they have to find one of the two the manpower they have to kayak But it's, like, in a smaller area. And in horsepower, they have to drive a jet ski, but it's a larger area. So, I think I would choose the jet ski. I know. But at first, I would, I don't know, I would maybe choose kayak. Because the jet ski area is a really, really big area. But I don't know. I guess, yeah, I would choose jet ski because I'm not good at kayaking kayaking or upper body strength. So, (laughs) I guess I would choose... Even one. if it's a smaller area, yeah. I, knew I would know that it would take me longer. So Yeah, you're right. I would probably choose horsepower because if I have to use my upper body strength, that's not going to get us very far. <laughs> but the brothers and Michael and Kathy and John Vito and Jill all choose kayak. And then the others choose jet ski. Um, what did... Ken and Gerard called Jill... Did they call her Rambet? Yeah. Like Rambo? Like, is that what it's supposed to be? I like, think so. The feminine of Rambo because she's, like, strong and... Yes. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they keep saying Rambet, and it's, like, kind of annoying. Because they don't call John Vito Rambo, or at least I haven't heard it yet. Like, Rambo and Rambet. At yeah. least I haven't heard him say that yet. <laughs> but they were really impressed with her climbing up the temple stairs. Oh, yeah. And she was really... She, like strong and fast, but yeah, yeah, that's what they call her. <laughs> Interesting. If you can hear the subtle uh, footsteps, it's it's Oliver, which is Sadie's dog, and he's our he's our uh, podcast mascot. Yeah, <laughs> he's with us every time. Little... He's usually quieter than this, yeah. but he's like walking around today. His little tiptoes are maybe picked <laughs> up on the <laughs> the sound. Yeah, there's sometimes where he sleeps the whole time and doesn't do it. Now, this time yeah. he's like <laughs> just wandering around. We just posted a picture on our Instagram and he has a cameo in it. So, yeah. go take a look at our Instagram. You can see who Oliver is. <laughs> well, it kind of seems like neither one is faster. They it just kind of who happens to see the clue. Mm hmm. Because it's like the jet skis, um, Zach and Flo were on the jet ski, right? Yeah. And they found it pretty quick. And then it just kind of like went back and forth. Mm-hmm. And so, Except for John Vito and Jill decide to go back and change to the jet skis. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he was like, that was an hour and a half wasted. I'm like, they really were on that for an hour and a half? That's a long time. I know. Again. It's like... <laughs> Maybe that one, you have to give a little bit more time, but... Because if you're going to go, like, out and then you have to come all the way back. Yeah. But, yeah, that was... Just, like, the way they edited it and stuff, like, it didn't seem like it was an hour and a half. No. It seemed like it was going pretty fast. Yeah. But it they did change to the jet skis. Um, and then kind of didn't really finish. I mean, Obviously, they found it. But the jet skis seemed to be easy, I guess, because they didn't really focus on them after that yeah anyways the clue that they get on this detour says to head to head back to the beach then drive yourself 43 miles to the ferry to cozumel and go to chancanab park chancanab park i wrote down las Velas beach club Where, where, when did they go to the Ch- Chancanab Park thing? I have no idea what you're talking oh, about. They mentioned it like a million times. <laughs> <laughs> they like said that word so many times. Really? Yes. Um, I don't know. The clue, my road down, the clue is to go to the Las Villas Beach Club. They have to drive themselves 43 miles to take the ferry to Cosmo. Well, yeah, they have to go back to the beach, which is that beach club. And there, they have a car. They have to drive that car 43 oh. miles. To, to go to the ferry. The ferry takes them to Cozumel. And then in Cozumel is this park? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Mm, I must not have written that down because I <laughs> yeah. don't have that anywhere in here. Okay. <laughs> well, that's the place that they go to in Cozumel. <laughs> And the next ferry leaves at 1 o'clock. So it's another situation where Mm -hmm. they weren't told, like, the ferry leaves at 1 or the next ferry leaves at this time. It's just they have to rush and get tickets. And the first ferry has Zach and Flo, Heather and Eve, Michael and Kathy, and Aaron and Arianne. And Ken and Gerard barely don't make it. Yeah. It's funny, too, because they show them, like, walking to the ferry. Mm -hmm. And... He's like, hurry up. This isn't a Sunday stroll. (laughs) Yeah, I wonder if they would have made it if they had walked a little faster. I don't know, because they barely missed it. Well, by this time, the second bus is arriving, and they start doing the detour. Ian kind of seems pushy. Kind of. like I think he's really pushy. Yeah. I I feel like we're not seeing very much of his personality yet. I feel like we're going to see more of it as the season goes on, if they stay. mm -hmm. But I'm like, he's kind of rude to everyone yeah that's kind of like not what you expect when you see like the, the older couples on the season they're usually like the nicest ones but yeah. so it's kind of a surprise when he's not super nice yeah like if you think of like dave and margaretta yeah <laughs> like the nicest, nicest team ever ever <laughs> he's not like dave at all no <laughs> Tramel um, and Talisha do the jet skis, and they have a very hard time. Mm-hmm. You know who Tramel reminds me of? Who? Is Smash Williams from Friday Night Lights. Oh, my gosh, yeah. <laughs> I just watched that for the first time, like, a few months ago. Really? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Oh, my gosh. he He's, like, a lot like him, huh? Yeah. He, like, sounds like him and acts like him and looks like him. So Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> But they struggle with the jet ski. Yeah. she's Talisha's driving, and she's, like, driving so slow. not even pushing the throttle. That they just, like, don't have a balance, and they just tip over. (laughs) And then they can't get back on, and it would be very frustrating. They're not, like, too mad at each other or fighting too much. Yeah. They are frustrated, but they're, like, they still keep trying and keep going. Ian and Terry also flip their jet ski, and... I don't think, I mean, I don't ride jet skis a lot, but I don't think I've ever tipped over. Yeah. I think I only have once, and it's kind of hard to make it tip over. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. They were just, well, Tian <laughs> and Aerie. That's what I was just going <laughs> <kidding>. to <laughs> gosh. <laughs> oh. what? Ian and Terry. They, they tip over as they come up to the buoy, right? So they were, like, reaching for it. So that makes a little bit more sense. But mm-hmm. anyway. Now back to the other teams. Aaron and Arianne get to the next clue in Cozumel, which is a roadblock. And it says the swim of a lifetime. This person should want the swim of a lifetime or something like that. Mm-hmm. And they need to swim among a family of dolphins to find a clue in the dolphin lagoon. Like, they have to... Kind of dive down and get the clue from the bottom Mm -hmm. of the little thing. (laughs) Yeah. So like we said, this first batch of teams are all kind of close to each other. And they all get there around the same time. So the person doing the roadblock would be Ariane and Zach and Heather and Michael. And Michael's like, yeah, I'll do it. And then he's like, yeah, I told her I'd do it. And then I realized I can't swim. I'm like, what? It literally says ready for a swim of the life." ready for the swim of a lifetime yeah. and there's water all around. Yeah. He's like, I'll do it. Oh wait, I can't swim. That one should be obvious. But he seems like he can't he swim. He fine, yeah. I mean, I say I can't swim. I'm just not a very good swimmer. Yeah. I have to plug my nose when I'm going under the water. I don't like getting my head under the water hardly at all. Mm, I agree. So <laughs> I can swim. I could survive. Although, if there was, like, a strong current or something, I would worry about myself. But Mm -hmm. they did have goggles that, like, covered your nose. And and that's, like, those are fine. Like, I can swim if I have those on. Mm Because I don't have to plug my nose. Yeah. Same. So, I could probably do this one. Mm -hmm. And it would be kind of fun to swim with the dolphins. Although, I don't know if that's... I think places are kind of trying to stay away from that now. Yeah. When I saw them come up to the dolphins, I was like kind of glad they didn't do you know like you hold on to the fin and they mm-hmm. pull you around and yeah. like jump in the air with you and all that kind of stuff yeah they didn't even have to like touch the dolphins they were yeah. just kind of swimming around them so yeah but this was 2000... 2002. 2002 so there was a lot of animal tourism there probably yeah still. <laughs> there's still a few places in mexico that have things like this but there's not very many mm-hmm. so which is good mm-hmm. Well, Ariane is the first one that gets the clue, and the route info says drive yourself fifty-seven miles to the pit stop. Where's the pit stop? The pit stop is. We find we found out a long time ago where the pit stop was when the twins got the fast forward, but we forgot to say it. Yeah. It's the Diamante K Bungalows in Tulum, or as they say it, Tulum. Tulum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's take a little break right here and do a info on where we're at (laughs) okay (laughs) okay so all these places that we're going to are very close together cancun cozumel tulum they're all kind of around each other so Mm -hmm. this is all a little bit of everything but you know anyways you'll see (laughs) (laughs) so cancun is in the southeast of mexico it's on the northeast coast of the yucatan peninsula yucatan yucatan yes in the mexican state of Quintana Roo. Quintana. Yeah. That city is located on the Caribbean Sea, and it's one of Mexico's easternmost points. In the years after the Spanish conquest, much of the Maya population died or left as a result of disease and warfare and famine. And there were only a small settlement left, and they were on Isla Mujeres and Cozumel Island. So basically everybody on the mainland in that area was killed or driven out or ran away. So Cancun was built later, much later on, basically for tourism. The resort areas started planning in 1970. And at the time, only three people lived there. What? Three people lived in Cancun before the resorts were built. Yeah. Oh. So these three people lived there working on a, can- a a coconut plantation. Hmm. And then um, 117 people lived nearby in Puerto Juarez, a fishing village. And now there's like 700,000 residents, but it's like a really big like happening place because there's literally like thousands of people coming in and out there every single day. Yeah. But yeah, it started with three residents. That is crazy. Yeah. I'm going to look. So I'm in a facebook group of travel agents that like sell riviera maya that's like my most popular destination probably 50 percent of my business is cancun and like that area of mexico Mm -hmm. it's very popular because it's warm all the time there's not too many like hurricanes there Mm -mm. there are some there's like a rainy season i went in june and it rained every day but it wasn't like all day it was just kind of on and off. So have you been there? Yeah, I was there in June as well, and it was so hot. <laughs> it was over 100 degrees every day and like oh, my 100% gosh. humidity every day. <laughs> it was like we had to like live in our hotel room to be comfortable, but it was nice. I'd like to go back at a different time, I think. Yeah. So during 2022, the airport in Mexico received a large number of international visitors. Can you guess how many? Uh, I wouldn't even... 250 million. (laughs) Not quite that much. Like 10 million. (laughs) (laughs) I was like going way high because you were like... (laughs) Thought it was going to be shocking. Yeah. Like, yeah. So like 9.5 million tourists in 2002 to the Cancun airport. So to go to... Like when you go to Cancun, it's, you know, Cancun, Cozumel, Isla Mujeres, Mm -hmm. Playa del Carmen, Tulum. Mm -hmm. So there's like that whole area. But yeah, it's... I went in June of 2021 and it like travel had kind of barely just opened back up, so it was nice. There mm-hmm. was not that many people when we went. Mm-hmm. I think it's pretty crazy right now. Yeah, and it all started from three people. That is so crazy. <laughs> so, this here it says that uh, people are concerned about violence and drug trafficking and things like that. <sighs> and it says. Murders and crime has increased. Most of it in the urban nucleus, which, so the resorts are, like, away from the main city and the hotel and and the airport and stuff. Mm -hmm. Out in the... Hotel zone. hotel Zona hotelera. In 2018, there was a high wave of violence, and Cancun is above the national average in homicides. In January 2018 alone, there were 33 homicides. And January... 2019 cancun saw its first decrease in international passengers in seven years and that was before the pandemic obviously because yeah obviously be lower anyways i think that's a whole different thing i mean it's just (laughs) it's very played up in the media yeah If you, like, look at the statistics of New York City or Chicago or London, you know, like any major American or European city, it's going to be the same or worse. Mm -hmm. But just because it's Mexico, Mm -hmm. it makes everybody scared. And most of those murders, probably 99% of them are people involved in, like, drug cartels and local people. Yeah, so they're not just, like, going around murdering tourists. Yeah, because... Then they wouldn't have any tourists, and then there wouldn't be <laughs> yeah, nothing. There'd be no money. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so the Barrier Reef there is the Maya Barrier Reef. It's the second largest in the world after the Great Barrier Reef. there. Which is cool. Yeah. And Cozumel, which is close by, is an island in the Caribbean Sea off the eastern coast of the Yucatan Peninsula. It's basically an economy of tourism as well. Mm-hmm. So many cruise ships go there, and there are a few resorts on the island, but mostly it's cruise tourism. Yeah. It says Cozumel is also an ideal location for expert surfers. Scuba diving. Mm -hmm. It's like a really um, popular place for scuba divers because of the barrier reef, the coral reef. What is it? Barrier reef? The Maya barrier reef. Yeah. Yeah. The name Cozumel comes from the Mayan name Cozumel which is swallows, so it's like the island of the swallows. Hmm. So you see lots of swallows in, like, symbols on the island. Anyways. I don't remember that. There's a little bit about where we're at right now. Touristy destination. Mm -hmm. The history was, like, wiped out pretty much for a long time. Yeah. But there's a lot of ruins close by, which is cool that that's still there. Chichen Itza is... Hmm a couple hours away tulum well tulum there's ruins there tulum used to be just kind of like a small little city too but now it's becoming pretty popular with tourism too i think they're actually going to build a new airport in tulum Hmm. so they'll have two in that area which is probably needed that's what when we did go to cancun at that time because it was so hot we did not Leave the resort for one single second. Oh yeah, if you like go off the beach in the summer, like into Chichen Itza, yeah, it's so hot because that stuff wasn't very far away. I think we mentioned it a couple episodes ago. That was when I went on that trip for ten whole days, (laughs) and I was bored. I would love to have gone (laughs) to see something, yeah, something else. It was so freaking hot, I couldn't even leave the resort, or I probably would have like died. (laughs) Remember it being that hot when we were there? Yeah, it was so hot. It was over 100 degrees every single day, and the humidity was so humid. Yeah, we come from Utah, and I felt like I was drying drying. just like walking (laughs) to the pool. (laughs) Anyways, I know that's just like such a first world problem. My resort was it was too hot, (laughs) humid. There wasn't AC everywhere I walked. (laughs) I could not leave my five star resort to go see some tourist destinations. I just need to go back at a different time. Yeah. And see more. <laughs> okay, well where are we at here? <laughs> They're headed to the pit stop, right? Yes. So it said that, like we said, they have to drive fifty seven miles to the, they would just swam the dolphins, they have to drive fifty seven miles to the pit stop. So the first pack of teams is getting back to the mainland from Cozumel as the second pack of teams is headed to the ferry to go to Cozumel. Mm-hmm. And I think they kind of some some of them pass each other. Yeah, Andre and Damon pass Flo and Zach. And they're like, did you guys already get on the ferry? She's like, yeah, we're on our way back. (laughs) And they're like, oh, okay. And she's like, I was so happy to see that they. I'm literally like two hours ahead of them. (laughs) The twins are headed to the pit stop. Like they finally get there and they can go straight to the pit stop. But like these other teams that have already done the roadblock are now headed there too. So you really do wonder if they're going to be first. Mm -hmm. And they're they're having a hard time. Finding where it's at. Yeah, yeah. This is like the first time that we've seen them not really get along. Yeah, but they're just fighting like brothers. I think. Right. But they do make it first, Mm -hmm. and they don't win a prize. Mm -hmm. The guy at the mat had like the coolest. It's not a costume, but or is it a costume? Traditional ensemble. Okay, there's (laughs) okay. (laughs) I thought it was really cool. It was really cool. Talisha and Tramel. They don't make it on the ferry with all the other second half of teams. And that's pretty detrimental. Yep. <sighs> that second half of teams still have to drive the ferry over to the place to swim with the dolphins, find the clue, get on the ferry, come back, drive to the pit stop. Mm-hmm. But in the meantime, we had the other team. Like, these teams are checking in one right after the other. Yeah. Like, really close. Like we said, we had Derek Drew first, Aaron and Arianne second. Heather and Eve, third. Michael and Kathy, fourth. Flo and Zach, fifth. And Ken and Gerard, sixth. <laughs> yes. So it was like all of that first batch have checked mm-hmm. in, and they checked in, like, one right after the other. And John Vito and Jill are seventh. I don't know where where they, like, got, like, so far behind. Yeah. I and maybe, know. oh, switching de- Oh, detours. yeah, because they did the kayaking and then switched yeah. to the jet ski. That's right. So. That did not help them, really. I mean, they found it, but... Yeah, they should have stuck with the kayak. Probably. At that point, like, they'd already been doing it for a while, so... Because now they're basically in the second half of teams. Mm-hmm. And they had all that lead time. But they're probably still pretty far ahead of... Time-wise. Yeah, time-wise mm-hmm. of the ones that have to um, still come to the pit stop. Mm-hmm. I do want to say that I'm pretty sure that I guessed... Last episode that they were going to go to Cancun. Oh yeah, you did. I said Central America, but you said Cancun. Yeah. And but then, then now I think they'll go to Central America. Okay. <laughs> and according to that article that I read, I don't even remember now. The Yeah, they said that was the holding spot. Yeah. That's what made me think of it because it said on season one, the holding spot was in Paris and that was like their second leg. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, maybe that's just kind of standard wherever they go on the second or third leg is where the holding spot is for the rest of the season mm-hmm. so that's why I did guess that so I had a little help but still mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Andre and Damon Andrew and Dennis and Terry and Ian show up at the roadblock and they all get it there's not really any extra stuff there and then Tremel is shown doing that task like late at night. yeah they don't even like say anything they don't even say, they don't even make a big deal out of them getting on that later ferry Mm -hmm. or like show them getting to the place and deciding who gets to swim and all this stuff is literally just like a quick shot of him swimming and it's dark and it looks scary (laughs) i would hate to swim in the dark (laughs) that would be so terrifying they have like a huge bright light on him yeah oh my gosh that would be a huge fear i would not swim in the dark it's not even in the ocean it's i know (laughs) that is so scary it looked scary <laughs> even from just like watching it so Andre and Damon then check in at the pit stop as team eight Andrew and Dennis are team nine and Terry and Ian are team ten that means that Tremel and Talisha unfortunately are the last team and they are eliminated and they say that's cool <laughs> yeah they're <laughs> I think they, like, knew. Of course they knew. But, but the way they were editing this episode, it made it seem like Terry and Ian and then Tremell and Talisha were so close. They, yeah. I don't think it was close. No, I don't think so either. They just, they like, wanted to, do to do that trick for, us. Yeah. Dramatic purposes. Yeah. I don't think it was close. They all kind of, like, arrived in the dark and stuff, and it was late, but I don't, I think tremell and Talisha were way far behind I wonder how long the ferry is. It's probably because you can see Cozumel from like the mainland of Mexico. So it's probably like a 30 minute ferry ride. But still, like to go out and then do the roadblock and go back. Mm-hmm. Wait for it to. Yeah. yeah. So they were probably at least an hour behind. Mm-hmm. They're like sad to be eliminated, but I seem like they had a good time with each other and good time doing their stuff and. They got along pretty good, and mm-hmm. they were entertaining. Didn't get to know them very well yet, so yeah, when we liked them. They they were super fun. Mm-hmm. So I wish they would have stuck around a little bit longer, but their post race statistics, their average average was 10.5 because they finished 11th and then sorry, no 10th and then 11th, so 10.5. I was able to find Talisha on Facebook and Instagram, and I love this because she just turned 50 in November of 2022, so just a few months ago, and during the year leading up to her birthday, she did a lot of traveling for the hashtag year of 50, (laughs) whatever, so like the year that she turned 50, she went to Mexico and Belize and Costa Rica and Ghana and these were just, like, the pictures that she had on Facebook. Hmm. So, living her best life. That's awesome. Yeah. She's a TV producer and a writer for shows like Switched at Birth, The Originals, NCIS, New Orleans, and The Equalizer, which is a recent show with Queen Latifah. I think I've seen commercials for it, but I don't. I haven't watched it. Hmm. So, like, those are shows that I know. Mm-hmm. So she's written some of those episodes and is a TV producer. And Tremel, I could not find anything on him. It was another one of those situations where I Googled just his name. And there was a person that came up that looked very similar. And I thought it was him for mm-hmm. a while. And I was like, oh, he's a writer for the Washington Post. And then I was like, I actually don't think that's him. Mm. <laughs> so I have no idea. So Talisha looks like she's having a great time and i hope that Tramel is too Mm -hmm. so (laughs) wish him the best (laughs) i do think we'll do let's see central america i'm gonna say i'm gonna say nicaragua i don't know just as a guess i'm gonna say panama okay good guess (laughs) this episode i feel like it was a lot a lot going on because there's still so many teams a lot of jumping back and forth but it was a pretty good episode for Mm -hmm. episode two when you have 11 teams that you have to cover like not all of them don't get very much screen time Mm -hmm. and so yeah it takes it takes a few episodes to kind of start to get to know people a little bit better so Mm -hmm. we will see what happens in episode three and we'll see you next time Thanks for listening. This is The Amazing Rewatch Podcast. You can email us at theamazingrewatch at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram at The Amazing Rewatch, or you can join our Facebook group, The Amazing Rewatch Podcast. Please like, rate, and review and share with your friends and reach out to us. We love to hear from you. Thanks for your support and thanks for listening. Bye.